minute video to the Mutiny Radio 5th Annual Comedy Festival coming up March 1st through 7th, 2020. Submissions close November 30th. Get those submissions in now. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience, like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead parasites? Well, shit. From time to time, I didn't even thought of you. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing? Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Hungry for a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Ben S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice. LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. 
Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Tired of paying too much for your internet? Contracts and hidden fees got you down? Tired of supporting the same big cable companies that lobby against a free and open internet? Get Monkey Brains! Monkey Brains is a local internet provider who doesn't sell your data, bind you down with contracts, or trick you with hidden monthly fees. We're honest, local, and 100% net neutral. Residential internet for only $35 a month. Business packages starting at $75 a month. Go to monkeybrains.net and sign up today. Asiento. Asiento. Take a seat at Asiento on 21st and Bryant. Meet friends for a drink. Have delicious tapas and a relaxed community atmosphere. Asiento, honestly, is a wonderful place. They have incredible bartenders and board games all over the walls. Trivia on Mondays. Taco Tuesdays. First Wednesday, live jazz. Live DJs Thursday. Parties. The food is darn good. Special happy hour prices all night long with your Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival ticket, March 1st through 5th. Check out the schedule at www.asientosf.com. Come take a seat. I had a date there and it did not go well. But it wasn't the fault of the place. They're very nice. Asiento. Hey folks, uh, labor and love folks. Bill is not the uh gonna the b will not be here today so he had me come in i'm gonna play some records for y'all i wanted to recommend two documentary labor documentaries i saw farewell to the ferris wheel about mexican people coming up to work in carnivals and also the pbs american experience which deals a lot with the labor movement involved with the circus industry so that being said I think we'll, if you want to hear people talk about labor, I can't do it the way Bill can, so I'm not going to try, but I'll play records, hopefully, that will make you happy. I'm reading the Screaming Jay Hawkins book. So here's a Rocky Horror guy doing Screaming Jay. Stop the things that you do
Some people live built like this. Some people live built like that. Don't you holler at me, baby, don't you? Call me fat, you know I'm built for comfort. I ain't built for speed. I got everything that's sweet. Mama Get in my business first before I tell you what I got to tell you. So I might as well tell you, yes, whatever it is, yes. Yeah, I feel like young men. If that's what you want to know. Go like them as long as I live. When I die, it'll be plenty time for old men. Well, they've been dead, so I'll be just getting me. Still go with Brooks Benton. That's still my dependent. I love that man. You know what he said, Billy? <laughs> He said, Mom, won't you get up? I said, Man, why don't you shut up? I'm trying to get myself together, can't you see? He said, You ain't nothing but lazy. I said, That just goes to show you you are crazy. I'm just as drunk as I can be. <laughs> Baby, my rent's paid, I got it made. Ain't no need to be working hard now. The thing that book just got to understand that I've done the best that I can. And if you don't understand, I ain't gonna work no more, no how.
attitude is of a man of the bill. And now the young Monsieur and Madame are the chapel bill. C'est la vie, c'est the old folks, it goes to show you never can tell. The furnished off an apartment with a two-room robot sale. The cooler radar was filled with TV dinners and ginger ale. But with the air yeah, about work, a little money coming worked out well. C'est la vie, c'est the old folks, it goes to show you never can tell. FM. If you are labor and love folks, you are listening live, you are missing the bee, but the guy who comes on after him, who has the flat black plastic show, is here to play records for y'all. So happy new year.
you I chase away all the bullets baby they ever bothered you here in the town cause you're a real good dough baker baby and you really know how to make your biscuits soft and brown mama don't you know around that song please do me baby you know the easy rider is the one mama now don't you know sometimes I get lonesome street with all the lights baby and just take a look around 
Now come back home to you, baby With a lonesome frown, baby, don't you know Kiss up so brown, mama, don't you know? Forbidden Jimmy 
Set your soul free I'll see you tomorrow night If I can still see Ginger Caputo And Dorian Gray All us stay out of pictures If they got nothing to say I stack them back on the rack jack You know you're hurting my Cooking popcorn and calling it hell. They want to stick my head inside a water pail. You know they're gonna be sorry, they're gonna pay for it too. Forbidden Jimmy is coming straight at you. FM. This is the Labor and Love Show. The B could not be here, so he gave up his time. So I'm using his time to play you guys music and records and tell you that it's important that you pledge that you donate money to us through the Venmo people because we have to buy a a license uh, permit here for all the live stuff that happens so that's going to cost close to a grand and then Uncle Sam is on us because of the PayPal business so it's important that you pledge money to us because we need you, we love you and all that sappy stuff I've watched uh, the Wrecking Crew documentary that John Prine that I just played was all stuff from down there the swampers and then i watched the linda ronstadt one god i love linda ronstadt here she comes she tells us we need more jesus and we need rock and roll well you can read it in the morning paper hear it on the radio crime is a sweep of the nation this world 
Here is James Henry Trotter when he was about four years old. Up until this time he had had a happy life, living peacefully with his mother and father in a beautiful house beside the sea. There were always plenty of other children for him to play with, and there was a sandy beach for him to run about on and the ocean to paddle in. It was the perfect life for a small boy. Then one day, James's mother and father went to London to do some shopping, and there a terrible thing happened. Both of them suddenly got eaten up, in full daylight, mind you, and on a crowded street, by an enormous angry rhinoceros which had escaped from the London Zoo. Now this, as you can well imagine, was a rather nasty experience for two such gentle parents. But in the long run, it was far nastier for James than it was for them. Their troubles were all over in a jiffy. They were dead and gone in 35 seconds flat. Poor James, on the other hand, was still very much alive, and all at once, he found himself alone and frightened in a vast, unfriendly world. The lovely house by the seaside had to be sold immediately, and the little boy, carrying nothing but a small suitcase containing a pair of pyjamas and a toothbrush, was sent away to live with his two aunts. Their names were Aunt Sponge and Aunt Spiker, and I am sorry to say that they were both really horrible people. They were selfish and lazy and cruel, and right from the beginning they started beating poor James for almost no reason at all. They never called him by his real name, but always referred to him as, you disgusting little beast, or you filthy nuisance, or you miserable creature. And they certainly never gave him any toys to play with or any picture books to look at. His room was as bare as a prison cell. They lived, Aunt Sponge and Aunt Spiker, and now James as well, in a queer ramshackle house on the top of a high hill in the south of England. The hill was so high that from almost anywhere in the garden James could look down and see for miles and miles across a marvellous landscape of woods and fields, and on a very clear day, if he looked in the right direction, he could see a tiny grey dot far away on the horizon, which was the house that he used to live in with his beloved mother and father. And just beyond that, he could see the ocean itself, a long, thin streak of blackish blue like a line of ink beneath the rim of the sky. Now, there came a morning when something rather peculiar happened to James. And this thing, which as I say was only rather peculiar, soon caused a second thing to happen which was very peculiar. And then the very peculiar thing in its own turn caused a really fantastically peculiar thing to occur. It all started on a blazing hot day in the middle of summer. Aunt Sponge, Aunt Spiker and James were all out in the garden. James had been put to work as usual. This time he was chopping wood for the kitchen stove. Aunt Sponge and Aunt Spiker were sitting comfortably in deck chairs nearby, sipping tall glasses of fizzy lemonade and watching him to see that he didn't stop work for one moment. Aunt Sponge had a long-handled mirror on her lap, and she kept picking it up and gazing at her own hideous face. I look and smell, Aunt Sponge declared, as lovely as a rose. Just feast your eyes upon my face, observe my shapely nose. Behold my heavenly silky locks, and if I take off both my socks, you'll see my dainty toes. But don't forget, Aunt Spiker cried, how much your tummy shows. Aunt Sponge went red. Aunt Spiker said, my sweet, you cannot win. Behold my gorgeous curvy shape, my teeth, my charming grin. Oh, beauteous me, how I adore my radiant looks, and please ignore the pimple on my chin.
My dear old trout, Aunt Sponge cried out, you're only bones and skin. Such loveliness as I possess can only truly shine in Hollywood, Aunt Sponge declared. Oh, wouldn't that be fine? I'd capture all the nation's hearts, they'd give me all the leading parts, the stars would all resign. I think you'd make, Aunt Spiker said, a lovely Frankenstein. Poor James was still slaving away at the chopping block. The heat was terrible. Great tears began oozing out of his eyes and rolling down his cheeks. Oh, Auntie Sponge and Auntie Spiker, couldn't we all, please, just for once, go down to the seaside on the bus? It isn't very far, and I feel so hot and awful and lonely. Why, you lazy, good-for-nothing brute, Aunt Spiker shouted. Beat him, cried Aunt Sponge. I certainly will, Aunt Spiker snapped. She glared at James, and James looked back at her with large, frightened eyes. I shall beat you later on in the day when I don't feel so hot, Aunt Spiker said. And now get out of my sight, you disgusting little worm, and give me some peace. James turned and ran. He ran off as fast as he could to the far end of the garden and hid himself behind a clump of dirty old laurel bushes. Then he covered his face with his hands and began to cry and cry. It was at this point that the first of the peculiar things, the rather peculiar one, happened to him. For suddenly, just behind him, James heard a rustling of leaves and he turned around and saw an old man in a crazy dark green suit emerging from the bushes. He was a very small old man, but he had a huge bald head and a face that was covered all over with bristly black whiskers. He stopped when he was about three yards away, and he stood there leaning on his stick and staring hard at James. When he spoke, his voice was very slow and creaky. Come closer to me, little boy, he said, beckoning to James with a finger. Come right up close to me and I will show you something wonderful. James was too frightened to move. The old man hobbled a step or two nearer, and then he put a hand into the pocket of his jacket and took out a small white paper bag. You see this, he whispered, waving the bag gently to and fro in front of James's face. You know what this is, my dear? You know what's inside this little bag? Then he came nearer still, leaning forward and pushing his face so close to James that James could feel breath blowing on his cheeks. The breath smelled musty and stale and slightly mildewed, like air in an old cellar. Take a look, my dear, he said, opening the bag and tilting it toward James. Inside it, James could see a mass of tiny green things that looked like little stones or crystals, each one about the size of a grain of rice. There's more power and magic in those things in there than in all the rest of the world put together, the old man said softly. All at once, he pushed the white paper bag into James's hands and said, Here, you take it. It's yours. James Henry Trotter stood there clutching the bag and staring at the old man. And now, the old man said, All you've got to do is this. Take a large jug of water and pour all the little green things into it. Then, very slowly, one by one, Add ten hairs from your own head. That sets them off. It gets them going. In a couple of minutes, the water will begin to froth and bubble furiously. And as soon as that happens, 
you must quickly drink it all down, the whole jugful in one gulp. And then, my dear, you will feel it churning and boiling in your stomach, and steam will start coming out of your mouth. And immediately after that, marvelous things will start happening to you. Fabulous, unbelievable things. And you will never be miserable again in your life. Because you are miserable, aren't you? You needn't tell me, I know all about it. Now off you go and do exactly as I say. And don't whisper a word of this to those two horrible aunts of yours. Not a word. And don't let those green things in there get away from you either. Because if they do escape, then they will be working their magic upon somebody else instead of upon you. That isn't what you want at all, is it, my dear? Whoever they meet first, be it bug, insect, animal, or tree, that will be the one who gets the full power of their magic. So hold the bag tight. Don't tear the paper. Off you go. Hurry up. Don't wait. Now's the time. Hurry. With that, the old man turned away and disappeared into the bushes. The next moment, James was running back toward the house as fast as he could go. He would do it all in the kitchen, he told himself. If only he could get there without Aunt Sponge and Aunt Spiker seeing him. He was terribly excited. He flew through the long grass and the singing nettles, not caring whether he got stung or not on his bare knees, and in the distance he could see Aunt Sponge and Aunt Spiker sitting in their chairs with their backs toward him. He swerved away from them so as to go round the other side of the house, but then suddenly, just as he was passing underneath the old peach tree that stood in the middle of the garden, his foot slipped and he fell flat on his face in the grass. The paper bag burst open as it hit the ground and the thousands of tiny green things were scattered in all directions. James immediately picked himself up onto his hands and knees and started searching around for his precious treasures. But what was this? They were all sinking into the soil. He could actually see them wriggling and twisting as they burrowed their way downward into the hard earth, and at once he reached out a hand to pick up some of them before it was too late, but they disappeared right under his fingers. He went after some others, and the same thing happened. He began scrabbling around frantically in an effort to catch hold of those that were left, but they were too quick for him. Each time the tips of his fingers were just about to touch them, they vanished into the earth. And soon, in the space of only a few seconds, every single one of them had gone. James felt like crying. He would never get them back now. They were lost, lost, lost forever. But where had they gone to? And why in the world had they been so eager to push down into the earth like that? What were they after? There was nothing down there. Nothing except the roots of the old peach tree and a whole lot of earthworms and centipedes and insects living in the soil. But what was it that the old man had said? Whoever they meet first, be it bug, insect, animal, or tree, that will be the one who gets the full power of their magic. Good heavens, thought James. What is going to happen in that case if they do meet an earthworm, or a centipede, or a spider? And what if they do go into the roots of the peach tree? Slowly, sadly, poor James got up off the ground and went back to the woodpile. Oh, if only he hadn't slipped and fallen and dropped that precious bag. All hope of a happier life had gone completely now. 
today, tomorrow, and the next day, and all the other days as well, would be nothing but punishment and pain, unhappiness and despair. He picked up the chopper and was just about to start chopping away when he heard a shout behind him that made him stop and turn. Sponge! Sponge! Come here at once and look at this! At what? It's a peach, Aunt Spiker was shouting. A what? A peach! Right up there on the highest branch. Can't you see it? I think you must be mistaken, my dear Spiker. That miserable tree never has any peaches on it. There's one on it now, Sponge. You look for yourself. You're teasing me, Spiker. You're making my mouth water on purpose when there's nothing to put into it. Why, that tree's never even had a blossom on it, let alone a peach. Right up on the highest branch, you say? I can't see a thing. Very funny. Ha ha. Good gracious me. Will I be blowed? There really is a peach up there. A nice big one too, Aunt Spiker said. A beauty, a beauty, Aunt Sponge cried out. It looks ripe to me, Aunt Spiker said. Then why don't we eat it, Aunt Sponge suggested, licking her thick lips. We can have half each. Hey, you, James, come over here at once and climb this tree. James came running over. I want you to pick that peach up there on the highest branch, Aunt Sponge went on. Can you see it? Yes, Auntie Sponge, I can see it. And don't you dare to eat any of it for yourself. Your Aunt Spiker and I are going to have it between us right here and now, half each. Get on with you, up you go. James crossed over to the tree trunk. Stop, Aunt Spiker said quickly. Hold everything. She was staring up into the branches with her mouth wide open and her eyes bulging as though she had seen a ghost. Look, she said. Look, Sponge, look. What's the matter with you, Aunt Sponge demanded. It's growing, Aunt Spiker cried. It's getting bigger and bigger. What is? The peach, of course. You're joking. Well, look for yourself. But my dear Spiker, that's perfectly ridiculous. That's impossible. That's, that's... Now wait just a minute. No. No, that can't be right. No. Yes, great, Scott, the thing really is growing. It's nearly twice as big already, Aunt Spiker shouted. It can't be true. It is true. It must be a miracle. Watch it, watch it. I am watching it. Great heavens alive, Aunt Spiker yelled. I can actually see the thing bulging and swelling before my very eyes. In another minute, this mammoth fruit was as large and round and fat as Aunt Sponge herself and probably just as heavy. It has to stop now, Aunt Spiker yelled. It can't go on forever. But it didn't stop. Bigger and bigger grew the peach, bigger and bigger and bigger. Then at last, when it had become nearly as tall as the tree that it was growing on, as tall and wide, in fact, as a small house, the bottom part of it gently touched the ground, and there it rested. It can't fall off now, Aunt Sponge shouted. It stopped growing, Aunt Spiker cried. No, it hasn't. Yes, it has. It's slowing down, Spiker. It's slowing down, but it hasn't stopped yet. You watch it. There was a pause. It has now. I believe you're right. Do you think it's safe to touch it? I don't know. We'd better be careful. Aunt Sponge and Aunt Spiker began walking slowly around the peach, inspecting it very cautiously from all sides. My dear Sponge, Aunt Spiker said slowly, winking at her sister and smiling a sly, thin-lipped smile. There's a pile of money to be made out of this, if only we can handle it right. You wait and see. 
The news that a peach almost as big as a house had suddenly appeared in someone's garden spread like wildfire across the countryside. And the next day, a stream of people came scrambling up the steep hill to gaze upon this marvel. Quickly, Aunt Sponge and Aunt Spiker called in carpenters and had them build a strong fence around the peach to save it from the crowd. And at the same time, these two crafty women stationed themselves at the front gate with a large bunch of tickets and started charging everyone for coming in. Roll up, roll up, Aunt Spiker yelled. Only one shilling to see the giant peach. Half price for children under six weeks old, Aunt Sponge shouted. One at a time, please. Don't push, don't push. You're all going to get in. Hey, you, come back there. You haven't paid. By lunchtime, the whole place was a sea. Thank you. 
beginning to like you But you know that ain't right Cause you just twist and twist and twist Till I'm crooked inside You take all you gave me Like it never was there And I think that I might know I know Yes, I will help you there Cause I've done it before And I did it Cause it's the only time That makes me feel like I'm born Victim of friction I got too close to see Yeah, we sparked in the dark God hung a light on me The lamp gets real heavy It hangs from my heart And it comes and it goes Till I can't tell the difference apart Both done it before And it's dirty behind Cause it's the only time that makes me feel like I'm going to be free. So many people say, it'll never work out that way. You can't stand the heat while you're watching your heart just melt away. You're in the basement on a rainy day. The motel in Shreveport but Don't ask me where, please They check in, they check out By the light of the color TV The maid calls you, honey She makes your bed slow And she speaks of the sheets That don't fit, but you know that she knows I've done it before And I did it before Makes me feel like I'm my own best friend, my own best friend, my own best friend, my own best
very much, ladies and gentlemen. Oh! That we played for you. The music is called Umpangan. Oh. and reservations of Johannesburg, especially in all the cities of South Africa. And it's music that is usually played by gentlemen who try to make their living as cigarette salesmen and post boys and delivery boys and messenger boys. Some of these gentlemen get together and try and show At this time, we'd like to do for you a song that sings the praises of the people of Abangoma, who are one of the few peoples left in Africa who still live the old life of our forefathers. And people all over the countryside are always singing their praises. Abangoma.
Hey folks, this is Labor and Love. Scotto filling in for the B on the mutinyradio.fm. Donate to us, we need your money badly. The Venmo people will help you with that. Mutiny Radio. Stick around for my show, my regular show, Flat Black Plastic, after the breaker. Tigers, we fight for motorcyclists. We're not just motorcycle lawyers, we're part of the riding community. Law Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear, too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1 800 Law Tigers or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, California's motorcycle lawyer. Here's Law Firm LLP, 180 Permanent Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 95834. Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for the Let's Watch a full-length movie on YouTube. We watch the best movies that, uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by uh, Here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch Apply now for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2020 coming up March 1st through 7th, 2020. But you can apply now through November 30th. 
50 shows in seven days. Over 50 comics from all around the U.S. And you could be one of them. Go to the Mutiny Radio website, www.mutinyradio.fm. Click the Apply button. Pay that 20 bucks. Donate to Mutiny Radio and apply with your five-minute video to the Mutiny Radio 5th Annual Comedy Festival coming up March 1st through 7th, 2020. Submissions close November 30th. Get those submissions in now. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Well, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to Joke Workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8 that's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Hungry for a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Venice. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-face McRat. <laughs> Subliminal SF Visual and Auditory Mind Control brings you the best 
coolest t-shirt, and hoodie designs, and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Tired of paying too much for your internet? Contracts and hidden fees got you down? Tired of supporting the same big cable companies that lobby against a free and open internet? Get Monkey Brains! Monkey Brains is a local internet provider who doesn't sell your data, bind you down with contracts, or trick you with hidden monthly fees. We're honest, local, and 100% net neutral. Residential internet for only $35 a month. Business packages starting at $75 a month. Go to monkeybrains.net and sign up today. Asiento. Asiento. Take a seat at Asiento on 21st and Bryant. Meet friends for a drink. Have delicious tapas and a relaxed community atmosphere. Asiento, honestly, is a wonderful place. They have incredible bartenders and board games all over the walls. Trivia on Mondays. Taco Tuesdays. First Wednesday, live jazz. Live DJs Thursday. Parties. The food is darn good. Special happy hour prices all night long with your Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival ticket, March 1st through 5th. Check out the schedule at www.asientosf.com. Come take a seat. I had a date there and it did not go well. But it wasn't the fault of the place. They're very nice. Asiento. Hey, people. MutinyRadio.fm is what you got going in the show. Is flat black plastic? These are all records that I got at Thrift Store Community Thrift this week, except for a couple. One I got in the mail, the Sun City Girls, which is good. And uh, I brought a Linda Ronstadt because I saw that documentary and because I will love her forever. And we need money from you folks, so go through the Venmo and. Tell them mutinyradio.fm that you want to give us money because we got we got to buy a permit for uh, for the live stuff and um, you know that's almost a grand and then the IRS is asking for money for uh, the comedy really festival like tickets and stuff so at this time help I'd us like out. To do for you a song comes from Swaziland. It's a song that I learned from my wife who lent it from her mother. It's a healing song. <laughs> 